Today is the 7th of October 2022. Welcome to Walking the Way. My name is Ray. I want to say a big thank you to everyone for listening in as we continue to share in a regular rhythm of worship and devotion together. If you're joining us for the very first time, let me say thank you and welcome. Each episode follows a really simple pattern. It's a mixture of prayer, scripture and music. It's easy to pick up as we go along. Don't forget there is the Walking the Way prayer book and today's script which you can download. If you'd like support Walking the Way or you'd like more information about the podcast, head to rayborrett.co.uk. Again, links to everything, including our social media, are in the episode notes. We always start each leg of Walking the Way with our opening prayer. So let's still our hearts. Let's come before God and let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you that your voice reaches our hearts and that we can say with joy, that we belong to you. We are yours. We want to lead lives that show that we belong to you. We don't want to be sidetracked. Never again giving way to pettiness. Always drawing strength from your son Jesus. Protect us, Lord. Watch over each one of us. Protect us in ways that we don't understand. And be with us, loving God, in the dangers that surround us. And help us to understand that we can always be joyful because our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Hebrews 9 verse 27 We only die once and then we are judged. How many of you have had the conversation with people you know about reincarnation? The other day, someone said to me that when they died, they wanted to come back as a rose. They wanted to be something that would bring beauty and fragrance to the world. (laughs) It was a nice sentiment, but not true, unfortunately, and, and quite possibly an indication of how prevalent the idea of reincarnation has become. The trouble is, that no matter how nice an idea about reincarnation we may have, it is a lie. Our verse today makes it clear that we have one life and then we face our maker. But I think it runs deeper than that. I think the way people understand reincarnation today is an example of the way society essentially does the pick and mix of spirituality, what I call the pick and mix of spirituality. They take the bits of spirituality that they like and they add it and make their own. And I think if people knew the Buddhist purpose of reincarnation, they might actually change their mind. According to Buddhism, the point of reincarnation is to allow us to be reborn again and again and again so that we reach the point of nirvana. Nirvana sounds a nice place to be, except in Buddhism, Nirvana is a state of non-existence. We reincarnate to the point where we stop existing, according to Buddhism. What a horrible thought. I think if most people knew this about reincarnation, they may well think their attitude about what happens after we die. The issue that we have, though, is for those people who do not know Christ, reincarnation is a really good idea because the truth is even scarier. I'll say that again. Reincarnation is a really good idea, even though it's a lie, because 
If you don't know Christ, the truth is even scarier. The truth is an eternity separated from God in whatever definition of hell you want to use. So it's actually understandable if people choose to believe in reincarnation. But we do need to tell people that there is more to life than hell. And that heaven, the ultimate place of fulfillment and peace, is available to everyone through Jesus. Not just to those who achieve a higher state of nothingness. We're going to have our first piece of music just to give us some time to center our thoughts on God. And then we're going to get into our Bible readings for today. And today, we read Hebrews 9. Heavenly Father, as we approach your word this morning, help us to hear it with your wisdom. Help us to respond to it with your grace. We ask this in the precious name of him who is our word, our Logos, your son Jesus. Amen. For the final time this week, our Bible readings are taken from the contemporary English version, and today I'm reading Hebrews 9. The first promise included rules for worship and a tent for worship here on earth. The first part of the tent was called the holy place, and a lampstand, a table, and sacred loaves of bread were kept there. Behind the curtain was the most holy place. The gold altar for burning incense was in this holy place. The gold-covered sacred chest was also there, and inside it were three things. First, there was a gold jar filled with manna. Then there was Aaron's walking stick that sprouted. 
Finally, there were flat stones with the Ten Commandments written on them. On top of the chest were the glorious creatures with wings opened out above the place of mercy. Now it isn't the time to go into details about these things, but this is how everything was when the priest went each day into the first part of the tent to do their duties. However, only the high priest could go into the second part of the tent, and he went in only once a year. Every time he carried blood to offer for his sins, and for any sins that the people had committed without meaning to. All of this is the Holy Spirit's way of saying no one could enter the most holy place while the tent was still the place of worship. This also has a meaning for today. It shows we cannot make our consciences clear by offering gifts and sacrifices. These rules are merely about such things as eating and drinking and ceremonies for washing ourselves. And rules about physical things will last only until the time comes to change them for something better. Christ came as the high priest of the good things that are now here. He also went into a much better tent that wasn't made by humans and doesn't belong to this world. Then Christ went once for all into the most holy place and freed us from sin forever. He did this by offering his own blood instead of the blood of bulls and goats. According to the law of Moses, those people who become unclean are not fit to worship God, yet they will be considered clean if they are sprinkled with the blood of goats and bulls and with the ashes of a sacrificed calf. But Christ was sinless, and he offered himself as an eternal and spiritual sacrifice to God. This is why his blood is much more powerful and makes our consciences clear. Now we can serve the living God and no longer do things that lead to death. Christ died to rescue those who had sinned and broken the old agreement. Now he brings his chosen one a new agreement with its guarantees of God's eternal blessings. In fact, making an agreement of this kind is like writing a will. This is because the one who makes the will must die before it is of any use. In other words, a will doesn't go into effect as long as the one who made it is still alive. Blood was also used to put the first agreement into effect. Moses told the people all the law said they must do. Then he used red wool and a hyssop plant to sprinkle the people in the book of the law with the blood of bulls and goats and with water. He told the people, With this blood God makes his agreement with you. Moses also sprinkled blood on the tent and on everything else used in worship. The law says that almost everything must be sprinkled with blood and no sins can be forgiven unless blood is offered. These things are only copies of what is in heaven. So they had to be made holy by these ceremonies. But the real things in heaven must be made holy by something better. This is why Christ did not go into a tent made by humans and was only a copy of a real one. Instead, he went into heaven and is now there with God to help us. Christ did not have to offer himself many times. He wasn't like a high priest who goes into the most holy place each year to offer the blood of an animal. If he had offered himself each year, he would have suffered many times since the creation of the world. But instead, near the end of time, he offered himself once and for all, so he could be a sacrifice that does away with sin. We die only once and then we are judged. 
So Christ died only once to take away the sins of many people. But when he comes again, it will not be to take away sin. He will come to save everyone who is waiting for him. We're going to have our second piece of music, just to give us some time to think about some of those words of the author of Hebrews. And after the music, as always, we're going to pray. Before we say our prayer for today, which will be for our Bible studies and the fellowship groups in the various churches we have, just to, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who prayed for Barry Wallace. Barry was the gentleman who had a stroke, and we'd, we'd had a request through um, Instagram, actually, for Pray for Barry, and I'm very happy to say that Barry came home yesterday, and I have an amazing picture of Barry with his uh, great-niece, Lacey. Um, an amazing picture. I'm so glad and thankful to everybody who prayed for Barry. But we're also continuing to pray for the situation in Ukraine, and we're also continuing to pray for the situation in Florida and up the east coast of the United States as a result of Hurricane Ian. But as I said, our prayer today is for our Bible studies and the fellowship groups that we have in our churches. So let's pray, shall we? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the time that you give us to open your word and discover who you are. We thank you that you don't leave us in the dark about who you are and about what you're doing in the world, but that you have revealed yourself and your will through the Bible, your sacred words to us. Lord, as we meet to study scripture, 
we need wisdom as we read your word. Lord, you promise us that we only have to ask for wisdom to receive it. So, Father, as people approach your world in small groups, give them your wisdom. Help them to discern the truth of your word and help them not to rely on their own understanding. We give you thanks, God, for the clarity, the encouragement, and the hope that your word brings. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We say together the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us now and forevermore. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord. You've been listening to Walking the Way. All the details for today's episodes can be found in the show notes, including the scripture passages and credits for the prayers. If you'd like to support Walking the Way, and we really would appreciate it if you would, Links to our giving page and also to our subscription service is in the episode notes as well. For more information, head to rayborrett.co.uk or you can find me on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget you can also listen to us on TuneIn and Spotify. My name is Ray, and so until next time, I'll be here waiting as we continue walking the way. Walking the way.